This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking all about demystifying your eBay listing titles. There is so much, actually, that goes into building um, a great title on eBay. And there was some stuff that I learned over the last few years that I thought was um, not really well-known information. So we want to make sure that we share that with you guys. And hopefully that'll help out when you are building your eBay listing titles. Yeah, I think the big consensus right now, it is October. A lot of people are very slow with their sales right now. And I feel like this is a great opportunity to do kind of like the house cleaning tasks that you sometimes put off, which would be, you know, organizing your shipping area, making sure your inventory is there. But also now is the opportunity since sales are slow look at the current items that you have listed. What can you change? What can you do to help boost them in the eBay search and try to get more sales once the sales start picking up? So this podcast episode, I feel like is going to be very beneficial to a lot of people, not just people that are starting to resell, but other people who are currently reselling. And like you said, you learned a lot. I've learned a lot from creating a eBay title. I used to think it was simple. You could just put whatever you want and You didn't need to really think about putting certain keywords. First off, I think we should mention, if you're listening, you're probably thinking, well, why is this even important to have an eBay title a certain way? But it is really important. Uh, One of the things is it really helps the algorithm. What you want to do is tell eBay what you are selling. And there's certain things that they're going to be looking for when buyers are searching. And if your listing title has it, it's most likely going to be shown first or second or third or fourth to the buyer. And that just really increases your chance of getting your items sold. And it tells the buyers what you're selling. That's also very important because they might be looking at the title first and not just the picture. Yeah, absolutely. And in doing research for this episode, we found out that eBay submits over, well, on average, 1 billion listings to Google Shopping. And we'll get into what that is in a little bit. They submit over 1 billion listings to Google Shopping daily. That is a ton of listings. Like I can't even wrap my head around that. So if you want to stick out from those other billion listings, you there's just these little things that you should do to make sure that that's the case. We'll talk really quickly about what Google Shopping is. So eBay has their own specific set of rules. And then Google has their own specific set of rules. And Google Shopping is like uh, for different merchants. So that encompasses things like Etsy, and Mercari and um, all different kinds of selling platforms. Basically, if you're if you have your own website, you also have to comply to the Google Shopping Merchant rules in order for your listings to show up when, or your for your website to show up, the things that you're selling on your site to show up when someone does a Google search. So if you're selling, you know, 
these uh, crocheted blankets, for instance, and you have a great following on Instagram and you start building out your own website and you're going to sell them on your website, you still have to comply with the Google shopping rules. Now, some of the rules that eBay has are similar. They're the same as Google and some are a little bit different. Um, they're not all the same. So we'll get into what those are as well. And if you want to look into more of what those Google shopping rules are. We're going to link to that in the show notes and on our YouTube description. Um, so you guys can kind of do a little bit more research and find out what they all are on your own. Okay, so the basics with when you are putting your title in, the format that eBay wants you to use would be keyword, space, keyword, space, and leave out non-descriptive words. So if you're trying to, like you used that crocheted, was it a blanket? Mm-hmm then crochet, blanket, beautiful, pretty, try to leave out like the beautiful, pretty, maybe somebody doesn't think it's pretty. Right. (laughs) And then they want you to have definite keywords to describe it. So maybe instead of pretty, you replace that with a keyword such as wool, like the material of it, maybe even the size. I think a lot of people will look for small, medium, large, especially Mm -hmm. with blankets and things like that. So it's really choosing keywords that are going to describe the item as is. Yep, absolutely. So um, something to think about as well is how do your buyers search for their items and then format your title that way. So an example that I had, let's say you have this Madewell long sleeve, it's a blue wool sweater, it's a crew neck, and in a size medium. So you're going to list it kind of that same exact way, whatever, you know, it makes sense to you in your brain, however you would search for it. So made well, long sleeve, blue wool sweater, crew neck, size medium. If that doesn't take care of all of the characters, there's 80 characters in an eBay listing title. So you're looking for the brand, the item, what the item is, the style, color, material, Um, The size, those are all important things that you can fit into the title. You want to put the most important information first. So like the brand, what the item is, you know, those are all very important things. And then you can kind of fill in the rest of the title with keywords that are descriptive, such as like the long sleeve, crew neck, size medium. Um, If it has a certain type of long sleeve, like let's say it's a bell sleeve, you can add, you know, bell sleeve, different things like that. So you want to use up as much of the listing space as as you possibly can. Again, that's 80 characters. But on the other side of that, you don't want to just list out words that are not relevant to your listing. And we'll get into kind of like keyword stuffing um, in a little while, but you want to make sure all the words that you use are relative or relevant to your listing. One of the things that I think would be very beneficial as an eBay seller is, and I've done this before just to kind of test it out, but go in and search for an item, but in different order and see when you're searching that what really does come up. I think the goal is to have enough keywords in your title to where there aren't that many options for the buyer. Does that make sense? Where if you were to just search long sleeve women's medium shirt, you're going to come up with thousands and thousands of listings. So what can you put as a keyword so that way it kind of reduces all the listings that don't apply to what you're selling? Right, exactly. And we know that obviously eBay uses item specifics and 
they're, you know, slightly extra about those item specifics. They think of everything in the body of the listing. You can use those item specifics in your listing title as well. So things that they ask you um, in the item specifics, pop those descriptive words into your listing. Well, going back to if we're going to be searching for like the long sleeve women's medium top, like you gave the example of a bell sleeve, like somebody who's looking for a bell sleeve top is looking for only a bell sleeve top. And somebody who's not looking for a bell sleeve top would then not be searching that. You're also putting the keywords in the title to eliminate some of the people that are searching for specific items. Right. You don't want people to be scrolling through pages and pages and pages of things to finally end up at your listing. So using those keywords to narrow down the results, like Liz said, that's really important. Okay. So one other thing that we wanted to mention is avoid using um, frilly little things like uh, emojis or like, uh, what do they call them? Like emoji art or asterisk art um, just to take up space or things like look with the at sign as the O's. So look at sign at or L at sign at sign K. There's actually, if you search, I did this right before we started recording, there's over 140,000 listings on eBay that has look spelled with two at signs as the O's in their listings. Nobody searches that way. And it also looks so unprofessional. You're just trying to get someone's attention, but no one will search for a look with the at signs in the middle. They definitely won't submit that one to Google, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Google Shopping is going to reject those listings as well. So what that means is eBay will submit it on your behalf to Google Shopping. That's one of the benefits of listing on eBay. They submit it to Google, but Google is going to reject that because of the gimmicky punctuation. It wasn't always this way. So I think you're going to find a lot of the people who do things like this in their listing titles are like the um, veteran eBay sellers that have been with eBay for a very long time. Like my parents were OG eBay sellers and they used to do stuff like this. (laughs) But back then there weren't as many rules and Google was barely even a thing. So they didn't have all these very specific rules. They put them in place because it was getting very hard to discern what was a scam or a spammy item for sale versus something that was 100% legit. When you put in things like look with the at signs or emoji art, and it makes like this little, you know, pretty picture um, or faces or whatever funny thing, like it might be funny, but it might be cute. It might be pretty, but it does nothing to bring value to your buyers. And it's actually hurting you as an eBay seller because you're not going to be getting the traffic from Google shopping like you would is if you didn't have that stuff in your listing. Yeah. And it's not that you can't sell them with those. We had this tie-dye kit for shirts and it was rainbow colors and we put the emoji rainbow in and it's still sold but we're just trying to explain what ebay wants you to do as a best practice so really we want to help you make the best listing so your odds of getting your items sold are increased 
All right. So while we're talking about punctuation and emojis and things of that nature, as far as punctuation goes, eBay really recommends that you leave it out for the most part. So no dashes, no commas, exclamation points, um, and apostrophes is kind of on a case by case basis. So if you have an item and when you're typing it out, it's like apostrophe S or the plural of something, eBay, you know, they, what they recommend that you do is do a search first to see which way is kind of coming up with the best search results. And sometimes when you search for like apostrophe S, it will come up with both in the search results. So you'll see the singular and you'll see the plural. What we recommend is the same thing that eBay recommends. Basically, just research it first, whatever you think is best. You can actually put both in your listings. So for example, if you have like Diana's wedding dress, Princess Diana's wedding dress, something like that, um, it would be apostrophe S, but do your research first, see what you know comes up in the um, search results. And if you need to, if you feel it's best, like we said, you can put both Diana's singular and Diana's plural. Um, there's no you know repercussion basically for doing that if you feel it's needed. The reason for this, again, is because Google Shopping will reject anything with added punctuation that they feel is unnecessary or gimmicky. Um, a lot of people like to do like the dashes or periods or something like that in between each keyword. And that's basically cutting off your listing. Like let's say you do um, made well, period, long sleeve, period, blue, period. You're cutting off your listing after made well, essentially. So they're going to Google Shopping will reject that as well. Um, eBay will submit it again, like we said before, but Google is going to reject that listing. So it's best for you as an eBay seller if you just don't do it. And if you're using the period after each word, you're taking up the characters and you only get 80 characters. And it seems like a lot, but when you're writing a title, sometimes you can run out of characters. All right, the next thing we want to talk about is capitalizing words which I feel like a lot of sellers just capitalize every single letter and it drives me crazy because when yeah. I'm going in and I'm choosing a listing and doing sell similar, it pulls the title that they have. And a lot of times I'm going to have to go back through and redo the title because eBay doesn't want you to use all capitalization. They say it's okay to capitalize the first letter of the word, but not all caps. They don't like that. Yep. And when I was first starting out, I would capitalize like new N-E-W or N-W-T for new with tags. But again, no one except for resellers is going to search for something in the title with N-W-T. Like that's kind of like our own, you know, like language that we use when, you know, we know something is new with tags, like a random buyer who isn't also a reseller is most likely not going to use the search term NWT for new with tags. They're going to use the filters on, you know, the side of the, the page or on their mobile device when they're looking up something. So when you search or when you're making your listing, if you want to add the term new to the title, just make sure you just capitalize the N um, and not the entire thing. Same thing with like other words that people want to emphasize, like vintage or rare or limited or whatever, you know, like those things should not all be capitalized. Again, Google Shopping will reject those. I think a lot of people do that to like grab the attention of the, the buyer. Like, mm -hmm. hey, look, this is vintage, even though I feel like vintage is such like a broad term that people tend to apply to things that really aren't vintage. <laughs> Oh yeah, a lot more these days than before. Um, like when we first started reselling. Now, and 
I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding as well as like what qualifies as something that's vintage. And even if you put like uh, vintage inspired, I, I've been avoiding using that term more and more lately because it's just kind of becoming obsolete. If I have something that's from like the 40s or the 50s or 60s or something like that, then I'll put like the actual date in the listing instead of just like vintage or antique. Some of the mistakes that people make when creating their title and even like their description, they're using words that you're not allowed to work. They're on the Vero list. One of the main ones is Velcro. So you are not allowed to put Velcro in your title because it is a trademark word. You're not allowed to use Velcro. You're not allowed to use onesie. I'm sure there's a couple other ones that are there. So if you hadn't heard about Velcro or onesie, make sure you put that in the back of your head and don't put that in your title. And another thing we want to mention is what's called keyword stuffing. And a lot of people do this on Amazon. Amazon, when you're putting a listing together, as like a private label seller and you're creating a listing from scratch, you try to put in as many keywords as you can and that sometimes isn't a good thing. It's the same with eBay. If you're putting in your title and you're using kind of the same words over and over again and then in your description, you describe something over and over again. Google doesn't like that. They will look at it as a negative thing because they feel like you're trying to manipulate the algorithm, manipulate the search, and it's just kind of frowned upon. So an example, I was telling Ashley before we started the podcast episode that there was an example online when you Google like, what is keyword stuffing? It was yellow rubber ducky. So it'd be like, this is a yellow rubber ducky. The yellow rubber ducky is perfect for bath time. And it just kept repeating those three main keywords over and over and over again will not help you get your item shown to buyers any better than if you just use it once. Yep, absolutely. And I think we see this a lot on Poshmark too. Another example of keyword stuffing would be um, at the bottom of people's descriptions, they will copy and paste the same little blurb. They must like have it in their notes and they just copy and paste it into every single listing in hopes that it will draw in more buyers. So it'll have like you know, 50 different keywords like vintage, rare, beautiful, anthropology, free people, ALO, or, you know, ALO yoga, um, Madewell, like all the popular brands. And it really has nothing to do with that specific item. Like it's a one, you know, it's one item and it's a specific brand and it's none of those, but they're just trying to gain the audience of all the people that might be searching for those other things too. And it makes it really, really frustrating for buyers when you're looking for something and you search for like an anthropology sweater and something comes up and it's not anthropology, but it comes up because they use the wrong descriptive keywords to describe it because they want that audience of people. Like that's just so frustrating. So definitely make sure you're not one of those people. It's just so wrong. And I know that in the um, different groups with, you know, within the reseller community, it frustrates everyone and it's very annoying. So a lot of people actually block those sellers. So their listings stop coming up when they're searching for those specific items. All right. That's all we have for you guys today on building a listing on eBay. We hope that it's been very, very helpful and that maybe you learned some new information. If you have any questions, definitely let us know. Either find us on Instagram and uh, DM us, or you can leave us a comment on YouTube. If you 
want to learn more about the Google Shopping rules, you can find those rules on their website and it is support.google.com forward slash merchants. We will be adding that link to the show notes as well for you. And we'll also add a link to one of the Vero lists that we find. It's probably not an all-inclusive list because I feel like those things change as new you know items come up but we will link to one of them that'll kind of give you a broad idea of a lot of the Vero items on ebay as well all right guys that's a wrap on today's episode thank you so much for listening to the paycheck to paycheck reselling podcast anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at p2d podcast thanks again for listening keep working towards that day check